Let's get it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh huh. Rock and Royal. Uh huh. Rock and Navy. Uh huh. Know y'all with me. Uh huh. Let's get it, baby. Rock and Royal. I'm your host, Rock and Navy. Sean Walker, your BYU writer. With a special basketball edition of the Cougar Beat Podcast. This time, we're focused on the men's game. Because I just walked off campus after spending all day at BYU Basketball Media Day. Got to talk to a lot of players, a couple of coaches, some staff members. Um, And I think more than anything, we kind of all just introduced ourselves one to another. Because this is a BYU basketball team that, if you guys haven't heard is almost brand new 12 newcomers on this byu basketball roster um only about five returning players with with significant action led of course by guys like senior gideon george uh breakout freshman last year fusene triori um and the man of the hour uh reserve upcoming sophomore guard trey stewart who was hilarious you'll hear from trey in just a minute because i thought he gave some of the most insightful answers at media day today um and i think trey stewart is going to be a guy that if you're a byu basketball fan you want to get to know uh he's great personality great dude he was also though i know he didn't play much last year Uh, as a freshman but he was one of the best or at least quickest most athletic players in practice Uh, this kid's got a motor that's turned up to 11 all of the time Uh, he's a defense first guard who is athletic uh, can find his shot some and I think he's going to really come into his own as a sophomore for this BYU basketball team a team that again I mentioned they've got 12 newcomers on the team um, and they're really really big uh trey and uh rudy williams the point guard transfer from coastal carolina are the smallest players on the roster at only six foot two but just about everyone else in fact uh yeah everybody else is six foot four or bigger there are a half dozen guys on this team with a six seven wingspan or larger uh, led, of course, by Detroit Mercy transfer Noah Waterman, a whopping six foot eleven. He's only a junior, by the way, and we were told that he can guard all five positions. So, talk is obviously cheap. I want to see if it can happen, but if that's true, that could really be special things for a BYU defense that was at times, let's be totally honest, a little bit lackluster a year ago. Um, and that, I think, was a big story for Media Day, is, is this is a BYU team that's obviously got a bunch of new faces. The transfer portal is is doing that across college basketball. BYU's not alone. But BYU coach Mark Pope and his coaching staff kind of took that opportunity to reinvent themselves in some ways. Um, you, you know, getting ready to play a lot more zone defense, maybe some man mixed in there, but I get the feeling that, that their man schemes are a little bit more... Uh, kind of a way of the past, uh, maybe some full court press defense even there. Lots of havoc and chaos is how Trey explained their new defensive scheme to us. And then on offense, this team is going to play fast. Every single player can shoot the ball. Uh, we heard that from multiple guys. There's not really a weak spot on this team, even like some of the walk-ons. Uh, go look up film of trading Christensen, for example, the Chaminade transfer from Eagle Mountain. Um, he, he's got a shot. 
you know? And and this isn't a guy who, no offense to trade him, but he probably won't be averaging 25 or 30 minutes a night. Like, everybody on this roster's got at least something of a shot. Everybody's been been working hard in the offseason. That's the usual case, right? Um, so we'll see a little bit more of that when BYU opens a regular season, Monday, November 7th, at home against Idaho State. That's a 7 p.m. tip-off in the Marriott Center for those of you who are back. Uh, and then they, they get to test themselves with a non-conference schedule that includes the likes of USC, Tennessee, Butler, uh, San Diego State is on there once again, in-state rivals Utah Valley and Utah. Uh, Weber State's also paying a visit to the Marriott Center, so that'll be fun. There's a neutral side game with Creighton in Las Vegas. This should be a lot of fun. Uh, and then obviously WCC play led of course, by Gonzaga and St. Mary's, including a game at Gonzaga, one of the last of the season, uh, Saturday, February 11th. Um, and then a week later on the 18th at St. Mary's. So plenty to like, plenty of challenges, plenty of differences on this roster. And as we look into that, let's chat with uh, Trace Stewart and the rest of the media about this new BYU defense. I'm just really excited for it because, you know, obviously took a backseat last year, just sitting behind Alex, great guard. It was just an op- like a great opportunity to learn from him. But definitely over this summer, just getting my confidence and getting ready to go out there and be a key player on our team. Um, and really just working. We have great sports psychologists who help us with everything. And, yeah, I'm just really ready to attack it all. What specifically do you think that you've done, either mentally, your game, whatever, that you think is going to be the most impactful for you? Mm. Uh, really, once the season ended, I go to the rec center and I play pickup every day for like three, four hours with like Hunter and Gideon and just a bunch of other players. So really just getting used to just hooping because that's what basketball is at the end of the day. I mean, there's a lot of logistics, analytics that go into the game. But at the end of the day, if you can hoop, I mean, you can be on the court. And if you can figure out how to play into a system, that's even better. So that's what I'm trying to do, whether that's defense, uh, making plays for my teammates, just really looking for a role and fulfilling that role. A lot of the word of the day-to-day has been about defense. You brought it up right there. Yeah. Um, Everybody's talking about, like, this new defense that you guys are working on. It's very disruptive, Mm -hmm. trying to force a lot of turnovers, um, imagining, like, you diving on the ground. Basically, what I'm saying is, like, everyone, everything that everyone's describing to me basically is how I envision you playing defense Mm -hmm. from last year on the scout team. Well, what, what is this defense? Like, how would you kind of describe what you guys are trying to do? Really just causing havoc and chaos. That's our whole goal is to just go out there. And, you know, when you're playing basketball, you don't want to ever be afraid. Like, someone's guarding you, and there's just everyone's coming at you, hands everywhere. You don't want that, and that's what we're trying to make other teams feel that. We're trying to make other teams feel uncomfortable and feel our presence while we're on the court. So we don't want anybody to catch the ball on the wing and look, at, look around and just feel comfortable with the ball. We want to put ball pressure on them. And then we want to make sure we have each other's backs. We have help side. We're talking like crazy, and we're just animals, just going crazy out there. So it's going to be fun to watch. Who's kind of the captain of that chaos? And you can say yourself. Yeah, yeah really. So in practice, it's just been fun. We have these things called dim numbers, which is just like defensive impact numbers. It's a stat that incorporates like stat or deflections, steals, stuff like that. And 
Gideon is always leading the head charge. I mean, with his length and his experience, he's just going to be a great uh, defender for us. Richie as well, a young player coming up, just making a big impact with those dim stats. Um, I got to be in those dim stats. I'm always trying to be in there. So, yeah. I, say, I heard you're pretty high on that list. Yeah, so it's been it's been fun to try to – it's been like a game. You know, you come to practice and Pope will be like, okay, tied for third place of these two people. Let's get a winner today. And then that whole day you're just trying to – work your butt off on defense just so you can you know kind of have the edge over someone else and be like hey i'm up to i'm up two deflections on you like let's go and then it just creates a good competitive environment Trey, what does it mean to you that this team is so young can, to, can be together for a little bit I'm not saying that old guys don't have energy but it seems yeah. like there's a lot of energy on this team yeah so really just with us being young taking advantage of that energy and turning it into disruptive defense that's the main thing is Young teams will surprise you. I mean, Popes talk about that a lot, where it's hard to win when you're young because we don't have a lot of experience. Um, but we find other ways to use our uh, strengths to our advantage. So it's going to be entertaining, man. There is, there is a lot of, uh, you know, there were a couple transfers that came in, and there's a few returns as well, um, yourself included. But with sort of the amount of youth that's on the team, when you're in the locker room, when you're in practice, when you're hanging out, do you ever, like, get this, like, kernel in your mind it's like this is the future of BYU basketball like, mm -hmm. what can it maybe be yeah really it's cool just with like missions in general it creates a lot of maturity out of our freshmen so these freshmen come in and they have a lot of you know life experiences and then they kind of get a build on that with their basketball experiences um, so with that kind of core in the locker room it's really cool to just see that you know we have a lot of people who are have a lot of potential to become great and they have the work ethic to do so so I feel like with a lot of our young people, like they're going to make some strides in these next few years, and yeah, they are going to be the future, and they're going to make a history here. A lot of guys moving on, guys moving in. In, in March, you probably had some questions about this team. Yeah. Like, what was it going to be like? Who, who, <laughs> that was funny, man. Yeah. You know, the Oakland, those kind of things, as you get a little closer to the season, how do you feel about how that's come together? Yeah. What you guys have potentially... So I remember when in like in that summer when you were talking about there was it got to the point where there were five of us and Trevin was hurt so there were four of us working out so I remember me and Foose was walking out of the gym after a workout because in the summer we'd all go and lift all five of us which was the whole team and I look at Foose and I'm like Foose this is a third of our team right here me and you and it was just cool to see that unit always coming in so us five really bonded and then Gideon came back so we had six. And then we talked, and this is the main thing. Like, Pope would always bring us to his office. He's like, if you guys build this foundation, then when you add pieces and everything, it'll fall perfectly into place. So that's pretty much what's happened is in that summer, we really stayed close. Like, me and Foose and Tiki just locked in like that. Trevin Spence, obviously great, man, and I spent so much time with them. So we really worked on our relationships. And then as more people added, it was like, oh, come to what we've already been doing. And then they kind of see that we're already close and we already created that family-like culture. So it was just normal for them to just slide in and, you know, do fun little activities. It seemed like you guys embraced that opportunity then to build that way. Yeah, 100%. Like just whatever, regardless of our situation, we got to make something work. And I feel like we did a great job of preparing the way for that. Speaking of adding pieces to that along the way, one of those pieces is senior Rudy Williams. You know, yeah. What has he brought to the table? Coach has already talked about he's taking a leadership role. Yeah. What have you seen from his life? Really just, I mean, what, five years of experience on his resume, two different schools, uh, playing, I think he played in Big 12, I can't remember. But just all his experiences has just been so crucial for us to have because, like we said, we're a young team and we don't have that experience. So there will be times where, 
we'll be playing defense, and Pope is like, don't let this guy get a shot off. Like, you can't let him see the hoop. And then one of our freshmen will let him see the hoop and get a shot off. And then Rudy will come out and be like, I promise you, you will play guys like that, that are just knockdown shooters. And if you give them an inch, they'll take advantage of it. So really just having that voice of someone who's been through it is so crucial on our team. So we're really grateful to have Rudy. How is um, how's it hard? Have you guys tried to stay focused? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we do mindful practices before every single one of our practices. I don't know if Pope's talked to you about that, but every day we have we have a team of sports psychologists and they rotate, and one will come in and we'll take two minutes to just do a mindfulness practice where we all sit in a circle together, take deep breaths, and focus on being present. And just that simple practice, we're really working on skill of being present and being mindful of the activity that we have today. So it's like, what do you want to get better on today? And I love our sports psychologists. They're the greatest people. And they do a really good job at giving us skills and everything to focus our mind on being present. Because there's a lot of great players, there's a lot of great teams, but the thing that separates great teams from, or average teams from great teams, is just the ability to be present and play in that moment, that exact moment. So that's really the skill that we've been trying to work on. And that's how we're going to go through this whole season is just one day, the one moment at a time, living in the present. What are some of the fondest moments between the five guys that you mentioned, including yourself, over the summer that mm-hmm. really you felt helped foster this, this closeness that you were talking about? Ooh, that's a good one. Honestly, just it's not like one specific moment. It was just day in and day out. I mean, four or five days a week we were coming in and just getting lifts and we were getting murdered. As you know, Short, Short's our boy. We love Short to death. He's a great strength coach, and I – Literally can't thank him enough for everything he's done. He's the backbone of this program. But um, just doing that constant work, just being consistent with it, seeing each other every day for all those months, and just everyone's talking to us like, oh, how's the team? How's Pope? Is he a bad coach? Because everyone's transferring. And we're all staying together, and we're all just having a good time and just working our butts off just to do whatever we can to prepare ourselves personally. So really it was just seeing the fact that everyone was had the same goal in mind. Regardless of what was happening, everyone wanted to get better personally, and that just really made me gain so much respect for those boys. How enjoyable have the uh, movie marathons been? The Star Wars night? Yeah, so listen to this. Dallin comes in, and we were trying to, like, obviously bring in those new freshmen. So I was talking to Dallin, and he was going off about Star Wars fan theories. And I was like, okay, this could be something. So I was like, well, why don't we watch? So I've seen them all, but like, I ain't watch them like that. So Dallin was like, I was like, no, no, no. So I was like, Dallin, let's watch them in chronological order. Let's start a Star Wars night. So in the summer, two nights a week, it was usually like a Tuesday and then like a Friday or Thursday. We'd all slide to the Mar- or the Annex and watch a Star Wars movie together. And just those little activities, it was fun to just see different people come in. You know, as transfers came in, they pop into a couple movies. And yeah, Star Wars night just became fun, man. Trev is yet to pull up though, so we'll leave that aside. What? Star Wars night. Yeah, because I got Lord of the Rings tonight. Lord of the, see, I and I can't hop on Lord of the Rings. I I haven't hopped on that train yet. Yeah, he does come to Lord of the Rings, but it makes me come. That was one time. Yeah, you didn't come though. He's waiting for Rings of Power. We have a weird big brother little brother relationship, and he's struggling right now. I'm the big brother. <laughs> you are the big brother, but hey, I'm gonna come for you. Trey, do you have any Star Wars theories now that you've watched? Oh, a ton. I'm passionate. I'm a big fan. I made Star Wars shoes. I watched a couple Star Wars YouTube videos that Dallin sent me to explain some stuff. So I'm well educated now. I can have a good debate with someone about it. 
Yeah, so we have all the snacks in the annex. So we all just have the popcorn, we bring everything in, we have leftovers from the catering we had after practice. So it's just a good vibe, man. It's fun. People are doing icing, recovering, so stretching is good. I gotta get a QR code from you for these uh, Star Wars shows. See, that's they're tough, but it, I, there's a one-on-one right now. I'm making Spence a pair, so you'll see two. You'll see okay. two out there. I might be able to slide in third. Okay. We'll talk. Alex has a couple we'll talk. questions ago. Do you feel that there is pressure to win for Kobe? You know, with all, everything that happened off season, you know, people transferring, new people coming in. Do you feel it's pressure maybe on yourself and the team to go out there, you know, and win for him? And, not prove people wrong necessarily yeah. show you guys won't necessarily write about what you're thinking. There's, there's something here. Actually. Yeah. Obviously, there's expectations to win. Like, that's just what every team has. Um, but that's just such a destructive thought to base, like, your belief on winning and losing. Obviously, we want to win. Uh, but it's really about us going out there and being our best and putting our best foot forward. Um, we can't always control the outcome of games. We can't always control what's going to happen with the rest with other teams. All we can't control is our core unit and our effort and our energy. Um, so we're really just trying to focus on those core things that we can't control and go out there and just keep moving forward. One more question. What's a successful season in your mind? That's a good question, man. Um, man, that's a good one. I just have to say everyone just... It's pretty much self-improvement. That's what I've been talking to my so the psychologist when we meet with him. I was struggling because like I love Kobe's mindset where it's like win, like you have to win, and I have that mindset like I want to win. And if I don't win, like if I we have practice on Saturday and I lose that scrimmage, I'm gonna be mad till Monday, Tuesday. Like it's just gonna carry over. Um, but that mindset it can be pretty destructive and it's been destructive for me in the past. So the main thing we've been talking about is just all of us getting better. Um, all of us growing as people uh, to our full potential. Uh, if we come up short, we come up short, and that sucks, and that's going to be painful. Um, but we obviously want to succeed, so we're going to try our best, and we're going to all improve as much as we can and see what the outcome takes us. Thank you all. Have a good one. Rock the stands with the fans. If you with us, raise your hands. Rock up by baby. Rock and Navy. Shout out to my teams, wives and babies. Rock and Royal. Rock and Navy. Know you with me. Let's get it, baby. Rock and Royal. Rock and Navy. Know you with me. Let's get it, baby. We going long like a cougar tail. Defense hitting hard like some seashells. Get into the green. I ain't talking kale. Boy, that team up north, man, but oh well. Oh well, player. We getting jiggy with that boy Cosmo. Hey, hey. We granting kids wishes like that boy Cosmo. I got you. They steady hating on us, but we who they watch though. The Pac-12 mad, but we still on top, bro. Jaron Harder, Cody X, that's a cool connect. Yeah, my team is kind of old.